This Can Do Podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do, can do. This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to the Can Do Horse Racing Podcast, where the heroes and history of horse racing come to life. Last week, we began a discussion with Abby Fuller, longtime jockey and rider of Hall of Fame Triple Tiara winner Mom's Command. We talked about medication issues and how much the game has changed so much since the days of Mom's Command. In some ways better, in some ways worse. Change, of course, is a constant. One of the latest changes roiling our sport revolves around the jockey's use of the crop, with many feeling like it has negatively impacted the racing product. Abby has an interesting perspective on the new rule. The new regulations regarding whip or crop usage for jockeys has of course attracted much attention as well as much heat. It's a rule change that is coming at the end point, the racing, when perhaps better practices regarding the crop might be instilled, not with a penalty regime, but with an educational regime. You know, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the new whip rule. Yes, yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been interesting for me. I've posted a few things on, on Facebook here and there, and there's been different articles. Um, and I am also... You know, I definitely have a foot out of the business as far as having done other things. You know, um, I'm involved in equine-assisted psychotherapy mm-hmm. and equine-guided uh, education where the horse is a, is a partner with um, myself as an equine specialist in, in equine therapy or as a, a guide or a um, co-learner mm-hmm. with clients with the horse as a, as a member of the team and they have so much to offer and I'm not going to, you know, anyone can, can look it up. I'm PATH certified, which is professional association of therapeutic horsemanship that encompasses the riding aspect where people get physical benefits um, and veterans. It's been wonderful, but there are mental health benefits from never sitting on a horse, just being around them, they're herd animals. They have so much uh, that they that we can actually learn from them. But that also has led me to, you know, in, in my PATH certification, we're charged with being a voice for the horse. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't speak, but they do they do have ways of communicating. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, we're to the more you're with them, you you learn what they're saying and and just you know hearing other people's. I've, you know, literally met, of course, thousands of horses over my time in, in and out of racing. And um, so anyway, in, in equestrian arts, 
Um, I, I used, you know, we had a crop, um, mm-hmm. lunge as a kid and a jumping and, you know, but it never was any type of, um, you know, it's encouragement. It's a way to keep space, yep. uh, with the horse. It's a way to, um, uh, establish a boundary. Sometimes there's many different ways you can look at it in racing. I really think we have to take a look at the way it's been used. I know, you know, a lot of people, it, well, it's for safety. That's fine. I will tell you, you know, people comment, no one but a jockey should have anything to say on this matter. Well, okay, I, I'm a jockey and I have something to say, but also at the same time, I have met people through my job at Gulfstream. I was a racing ambassador. Mm-hmm. And so I met fans, some horse people that love horses, but they weren't, you know, they came to the races to check it out. Young kids, they would come to the breakfast, Saturday Mm -hmm. breakfast, and, you know, watch the workouts and always have lots of questions. And and inevitably, (laughs) if someone came down the lane working a horse and kind of crack, crack, cracking with the whip, which is somewhat unusual, it's not usually um, the way you work a horse in the morning, but people would kind of look up or look mm. around. You kind of see them, especially in the morning. It's maybe a bit more noticeable when it happens. And you kind of, you see their reactions. They ask questions. They say, why? And I really started to, you know, really question why it hasn't change maybe become more thoughtful i will be the first to admit when i rode races um i mean i wasn't some big whip happy person i think most jockeys aren't we're mm-hmm. sensitive to the horse and but you are taught you know the obviously winning is is the point <laughs> and but but i also think there wasn't as much education about the way that it can actually interfere. We did start, as I was mm. kind of finishing riding, people were getting more, you know, you see people actually, if you're not right in rhythm, right in right. time, you you can be taking away from the horse's stride. When they're running, they're, they're digging in, they're trying, and it can almost be a distraction. We've all seen a horse almost seem to slow mm-hmm. from someone, and that should be maybe brought more forward, more like, you know, Jockeys Guild, we don't have a a, a, school, a national school other than the one Chris started, which I think, you know, it's a much smaller, no, certainly not every jockey goes through it, the National um, uh, North American Racing School. That, you know, great idea. Other countries have more education. Yep. And, um, you know, we have a lot of, like, in my day and still, where older jockeys will kind of take you on and help you. Um, but I think there should be maybe more of a concerted, uh, absolute effort. And jockeys are like, well, they shouldn't tell us what to do, but it kind of waited. And I, I was saying, you know, we could have changed it before, jockeys. But in a way, we couldn't. Because unless every, you know, people start going, oh, how come that jock's not hitting? And we couldn't really just decide to do less as jockeys. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are there are jockeys. Joel Rosario is one that always comes to my mind. I love the way he's in rhythm with the horse. Yes. He really doesn't hit a horse a lot. Right, hardly, right. Agreed. Really hardly ever. Yep. But he's very strong. 
he's very fit, and it's hard to do that. Yeah. It's hard to do what he does. Um, so I just think we have to be more conscious. We are going to be now. And I don't believe that it should be taken out of the jockey's hands, but I do think there needed to be, you know, people say, well, let the stewards decide. But it wasn't really happening. There wasn't a lot. That, you know, it, I, I mean, I think Mike, it was Mike Smith that got in trouble in Dubai or Saudi Arabia. But here, here in this country, it's more about, you know, Getting I don't know. There's yeah, less no. oversight, I guess. Yeah, no, no, I agree. The stewards, the, unless there's something egregious, I don't think the stewards are really monitoring right. rider tactics. And, you know, I talked with Richie Migliori one time, and he mentioned the same yeah. thing about making sure to hit the horse in in rhythm. And I, I shouldn't even say hit the horse, you know, but you know what I'm saying. You know, make sure yeah. that it's in rhythm. And I do wonder sometimes about, you know, your point about jockey education. Like, you know, when you see... The horse, let's say, being repeatedly hit right-handed, and he's veering left. You know, you know, what, what, what point does the jockey say? Well, maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe I, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, and you do wonder, does that come down to education and just not understanding what, how to be better at your craft, right? Um, and and I suppose that if the stewards took a more active role and and policing those kinds of things, maybe they would get better at their craft because they are. They have pointed out what was not working to them by stewards and others who were removed from the you know right. the, the race. So I've wondered if um, it's a, a possibility or something that could happen maybe in the future. So so some would say one stewards have enough to do. Um, they do also, as, as I'm sure you know, you know they they do licensing type things. Mm-hmm. They do um, trainers. They take care of, and, and I do believe just by the way that, you know, every steward stand should have at least one jockey and, and a trainer, and then maybe someone who's, you know, super tuned in on, on all um, legislate not legislation, but rule mm-hmm. type, which of course, so is a jockey or, or trainer in the steward stand, because you, you go to school and you, you know, you get educated for that position, but I'm wondering if there should be someone else. I've, I've said this to a few people, and most think it's kind of interesting, like a coach-type person in, the, in a, every jocks room who is not, you know, who's, who is maybe hired by the track. Like a lot of tracks now have the backstretch safety person mm-hmm. kind of looking in on the horses. They can walk in any barn, which is, you know, on the on the barn areas people don't like a stranger walking in the barn or some trainers are very but this person whoever it is can go in any barn and they're looking around they're making sure everything looks good the horses look good and that's great you know Mm -hmm. um we need less secretive you know possibly um more open book type of the way the horses are handled and i think for one, that might help some people that think there's all this bad stuff going on. Let them know. Right. Okay, so this horse had some therapeutic medication here. There are great therapeutic medications. Humans use them all the time, but Good they point. have to be used correctly. Um, 
But anyway, I was thinking in the so if every jock's room had, and it would be obviously a retired jockey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Yep. And no, right. Like I, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're like the only athletes. I mean, I know Mike Smith had physical coaches, and and some people do maybe more of what I'm talking about. But where you really, yes, the young ones are mentored, but also. And and it's maybe separate from the stewards, so it's less about fining and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where you're going. Than, yeah, hey, yep. Let's all take a look at this. And you know, there was a great steward back in the day, Dave Hicks, and he used to even once he retired or when he was at the end of stewarding, he was down in Florida, and he would have you know jocks come in and watch the movies, and all the apprentices were to be there. Mm-hmm. And then less and less started. There was no real way to enforce it. Maybe, or they just didn't, but we could enforce it. Like, if you are in your first year of riding, you must be at the, the school. Place. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's wrong with that? There's yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's all good. Um, so well, anyway, nurses, for instance, they have to get head. continuing uh, learning, you know, education credits, right? Uh, and, and so do we. Yeah, and, yeah, and attorneys, yeah. That I've worked with. Um, yep. You know, in the equine therapy, they're always, they have to get their CEUs every year. I mean, it's, yeah, I I think it's good. And the world is changing. Mm -hmm. People are looking at us. We have to be, we can't just scream, oh, we're not, you know, PETA and whatever. I mean, (laughs) this is beyond that. And compassion and, and, like, I am more woke as my kids might say (laughs) so let's be more woke let's do it it's okay it's not a you know we're not saying we hate racing let's just make it the best we can that same quote that know better and do better there's so much we can do as abby said when you know better you do better we can learn from practices in other jurisdictions we can be more transparent we can balance the tradition in our sport with dialogue and one other thing we can do, which harkens back to a conversation I had a few seasons ago with John Englehart, we can be ambassadors for our sport, in every meaning of that word. Welcome those who don't know our sport. Teach them, show them the intricacies of our sport, even about something as simple and as revealing as the schooling process. We can represent, we can teach, we must listen, and we can learn. It's 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 a really good point. In fact, you know, I mean, both viewpoints can't be right. PETA can be an out of control organization, but we yep. we need to do more to make the sport to be better to the athletes, and, and whether it be the horses or the jockeys. And to your point, even the the owners and trainers, it's it's ultimately, I think, cleaning things up like that is going to be better for everybody, right? Um, and it's just the world. It's the world we live in. So, you know, you can fight city hall if you want, but you're likely going to lose. Right. And we have people that are definitely, I mean, I know just off of the top of my head, Graham Motion's always been yep. a guy you yep. know, looking out, uh, thinking, you know, what's positive for the horses. Some of that may be, you know, the English uh, horsemanship. Um, but, you know, let's look to other countries. Let's. I saw something that there was some kind of a, a global organization that so so yeah we need a national one but let's even think about like the whole global horse because you know race 
racehorses, former racehorses, mm-hmm. make amazing therapy horses. Like, they're really good mm-hmm. at that. And I mm-hmm. think part of it is, you know, I think back to my New England days again, and, and too, I've seen it at Gulfstream. When, whenever I would do, um, you know, like the, the Saturday morning breakfast, and I would, you know, we'd talk about certain races, and I'd tell people, like, claiming Crown Day, oh, look at these horses. These are warriors and veterans. And that's what, you know, when you see an 8 or 10, 11-year-old horse and they've got 8, 13, 21 wins yeah. sometimes, <laughs> they're amazing. And they don't are. tell me they don't like their job because, right. oh, well, right. you know what, I'm not going to answer more besides or whatever, but I have felt, you know, you, you pretty much can feel um, when a horse is, is, is uh cooperating or wanting to do what you're asking them. Um, I also think thoroughbreds are bred to, you know, they like a job. Not many of them want to go even when they retire. Like we've had some of the best therapy horses that I've worked with were off-track thoroughbreds. Okay. Um, Even if they didn't race. Okay. Oh, interesting. They're not all hyper-nervous, but they are, you know, very they can really focus in and they just bring a they bring a lot yeah i can say that they bring a lot to to humans and i just think i think too like maybe you know a lot of jockeys haven't had that experience i wouldn't have really known about um you know kind of really tuning into a horse and feeling their energy i certainly felt their energy riding Mm -hmm. them and i was aware and i was wanted to connect to them but there's something beyond that um, that that I think maybe could be brought in more. And then also for for betters, like maybe more education, so that betters don't. Oh, that guy's not hitting them. Well, let's let's actually tune in to maybe why that is. Like, or or just have an understanding that that's not always the way to get the best out of the horse. Let's have more education um also for you know i think a lot of trainers would understand it as well as jockeys because they're around the horses Mm -hmm. um but yeah for people that don't know as much let's get more info out let's let's talk and i always did at my breakfast that was a fun thing that we did is get more info out to people that maybe weren't as familiar. I think that's really important. And I would always tell yep. them, I love your questions. Yep. Don't be afraid. There's never a bad question. They're always, and then it would always lead somewhere else as well. So, Well, it's back to just being transparent about everything that's going on, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and it be, that becomes, to your point, uh, educational because someone asks a reasonable question and you explain the the thinking, you know, behind it, and that might lead to more questions. But dialogue is good. I mean, di- questions right. questions are good. I mean, um, those are what. And and if they cause you to think about something differently than you did before, that's a good thing. Also, um, I think that your point, uh, your overarching point, is really good. That the sport. Um, I mean, tradition is a great part of our sport. It also can mm-hmm. be yeah. a barrier to doing to doing better right 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 and it doesn't have to be like it could be you know that that both and which i know they use a lot i always heard that in my 
the psychology yep, um, yep. students that I would work with. You know, we had um, people that were, you know, in school at Nova University, and they mm-hmm. were just, they were great, you know, always like, let's be curious about how to do better, I guess. Yeah. You know, people were yep. great on some of these blogs and stuff that we would talk about the whips, and there were some jockeys who were really adamant. I feel like most of the ones that I saw that with haven't really been in other horse um, avenues, whether it's, you know, liberty okay. horsemanship or, or um, you know, di- just different stuff beyond and after racing mm-hmm. um, and or afraid of, like, I've never said, you know, hey, take the jockey shouldn't carry a whip. I guess they don't in Sweden, but I don't really believe in that. But I do think, you know, maybe not lifting it up over the shoulder. I think yeah. Europe, you know, yeah. no more than the three in a row. Wait for a response. Six, people are like, six? What, is a jockey going to count? They can't. Okay, yeah. Yes. If that's a part of the job, <laughs> it is what possible. it is. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's possible. And then you have stewards that say, okay, you know, oh, he was seven? No. Like, you know, no. But reasonable um, having a response, all these things, like, absolutely, this can be, it can be new, and it is different, and some people will have to get used to it, and maybe some old schoolers will have to get used to it, but um, I, I think, I, I feel like that's like an easy fix. That's not one of the really, really tough ones. You know, Lasix, I'm not so sure on, I'm not a scientist, you know, we talked about it, it, there's there's a lot of questions mm-hmm. that one and i guess also because i am i have held the whip i have ridden horses if a horse is bolting whipping isn't saving you right you're right, putting right, hands right on the rein and you're trying to slow them down you're yeah. not you know you eight or ten whips is doesn't say oh now he's okay like yeah. that's not the answer right so right that's not really for me like an excuse or a you know um, yes, you can keep their attention. Yes, you can help them straight, keep straight. But also schooling and horsemanship, mm-hmm. like real good horsemanship, having to learn to wait and save and, and yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, you raise a good point about the schooling and, you know, because that is a part of the sport that a lot of people most people don't see, right? They don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, for instance, mm-hmm. a horse comes up to Saratoga for the first time. There's a whole process for a lot of trainers of, you know, have him do the walkover, go into the paddock, see what the paddock is like, circle around the paddock, yep. you know, get out on the main track, maybe even, you know, uh, take a, take a canter around the main track. Um, that it's, it's kind of interesting. You raised that because to me, that's something that if the public knew that that's what was going on, that the time was being taken to do all that with an individual horse, and you multiply that times all the horses on the grounds, the different types of schooling things that goes on, I think the public might say, well, wait a second, maybe, you know, animal rights are important and all that and everything, but hey, this is evidence that these horses are being treated very thoughtfully as well. Right, and I think, yeah, that's a big part of it. The more we can show the thoughtfulness that goes into yeah. it yeah. Um, instead of maybe railing against some right. change. But let's let's be really thoughtful and thoughtful about communicating it. You know, we kind of assume or we, you know, it's like, oh, the betters just want to bet. But lots of people, especially if you want 
you know, real fans and young fans. If you fans, want more fans, right. You know, young people, let's make sure they um, have a way, one, maybe to ask questions uh, more easily. Yeah. Because it was interesting, like on these blogs, you'd have people come in and say, oh, well, I'm only a better. But you're also, like, you're a better for, you know, 25 years. And so here you are following something that you don't really know. You don't know, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. answer the stuff. Let's let's make it happen. No, that's that's actually, I think that's a really important thought about just let's open up the doors here. Let's not have it be such a closed uh, circle. Um, and let, let people see what's going on and and let that information go out to them and let them partake of it and, and use it to maybe bring them into the sport or grow their appreciation of the sport. But let's also let the information flow the other way too and let the the world of racing understand what the public is thinking about. And to your point, you know, you got to accept some of that too because it, this is the way the world is. So, you know, you can fight it or you can say, I'm going to, I'm going to adapt and I'm going to do what's best for, for my sport. I want to thank Abby for such a thoughtful and enlightening conversation. Our conversation challenged me to think more about being an ambassador and about being more of a voice to express not only the things that should be changed, but the good news and good practices that should be celebrated and spread about our sport. A good ambassador will do both. Thanks for joining me. God bless you and all your loved ones. May good health, happiness, and gratitude for both be yours today and always. Here in the telegraph, for a beer, I'll fight. I hear his foot's all right.